Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Ecklebarger. Chester A. Riley gets jealous and a bit crazy when he thinks he's lost his wife to an old flame. This episode is a reused script from October 20th, 1945. If you go back in our archives and take a look, you'll see. I listened to the old episode and there are some differences. So it seems like instead of just rebroadcasting an, an old tape that they had already made, they simply pulled out the old script, made a few changes, and reused it. Today's show is entitled Monahan Spins a Week. It is the 202nd episode of The Life of Riley, and it originally aired on May 22nd, 1948. It's new, it's amazing, it's Prell, P-R-E-L-L, Procter & Gamble's new Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Prell brings you the life of Riley. Prell, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents... The Life of Riley, with William Bendix as Riley. <laughs> Chester A. Riley and his wife, Peg, are a normal married couple. They love and respect one another, but being human, they occasionally have their little differences. It usually takes two to make a quarrel, but in this case, it takes one. Riley. Let's listen as Riley and his wife are having a little skirmish in the living room of their California bungalow. Well, all I say is, why are you so lazy? Once in a blue moon, why can't we dress up and go out? Now, Peg, stop making up things. When did we ever go out without being dressed? <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean go out formal to a nice restaurant where we can dance. Dancing? Ain't you a little old? Old? Who's old? Me. <laughs> Anyway, you know I don't like dancing. Sure, now you don't like dancing. But before we were married, you took me out every Saturday night to a restaurant. All you wanted to do was dance. Well, that was different. That was wintertime and it was cold there in Brooklyn. I only danced with you to keep warm. Well, maybe you should have married a radiator. I'm getting a little fed up sitting home night after night. Well, I take you out, Peg. Three weeks ago, didn't I take you to Ocean Park to play bingo? Bingo. Even Babs and Junior were saying how you never budge out of the house unless there's a fire in the neighborhood. We never go anyplace interesting. How can you say that? All during the war, didn't I take you every single month down to the blood bank? Well, what of it? Don't you call it interesting to watch them drain the blood out of my veins? I don't know what you women want. Oh, Riley. Sometimes I don't know why I ever married you. Ah, she don't know. You married me because I was unresistible. <laughs> you think you're smart. I slave all day cooking your meals and cleaning up the house after you. When I ask you for a little pleasure... Oh, now, now, Dumplin', now, come on. Now, dry those tears. Where's your handkerchief? I don't know. Here, darling, here's a blotter. <laughs> Hello? Why, hello, Sydney. Sydney. Why? Sydney who? Sydney. 
Sydney, darling. Well, now, 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 just a minute. Who's this Sydney? Oh, uh, hold on, Sydney. Riley, it's Sydney Monaghan. You know, Butch from Brooklyn. Oh, oh, him. That foul ball from Ebbets Field. <laughs> Hang up, Peg. The coffee's boiling over in the kitchen. I'm not making coffee. When did you get in town, Sydney? Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, oh, now, Sydney, you don't expect me to answer a question like that. <laughs> well, if you must know, uh, uh, oh, just a minute. Riley, I think the coffee's boiling over in the kitchen. You're not making coffee. <laughs> oh, what did you say, Sydney? Uh, oh, Butchie. You always wear a fresh thing. <laughs> Tell them about Babs and Junior, our two children. <laughs> oh, now, don't say things like that, Sydney. <laughs> Remember, I'm an old married woman now. Peg, Peg, hang up. Let's go out dancing. <laughs> what, Sydney? Oh. Oh, no, hotel room. Oh, that's terrible. Well... All right, then. Why don't you come and stay with us overnight? Now, just a minute, Peg. We're very crowded here. We... Oh, no, no, of course Riley won't mind. He just said he'd be thrilled. <laughs> if I said that, Edgar Bergen must be in the house. <laughs> All right, Sidney. We'll expect you for dinner. <laughs> Goodbye, Butchie. Now, look, Peg. It was bad enough having that weasel around when you was courting me. Now he's moving in on us. Why, Riley, you're jealous. I am not jealous. Yes, you are. I am... Okay, let him come here. I don't care. Me jealous. I, I don't even know what the word means. Why, why I can't even spell it. Mom, there's a cab outside. I guess it's him. All right, all right. Don't shout. Riley, Sidney Monahan's outside. Should have sprayed the house with DDT. <laughs> oh, Mother, I bet you're all excited meeting an old flame. Oh, don't be silly, Babs. How do I look, Riley? How do I look? You look good. You look good. You look too good. He's coming up the walk now. Chiseler. That's right. Run up our electric bill. <laughs> Well, I'll let him in. Why, hello, Sidney. It's so good to see you again. Well, 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 if it isn't my little Peggy Pie. <laughs> and Riley, how's about a little kiss for old times, eh? We was never that friendly, Mother. <laughs> Let's just shake hands. <laughs> Same old Riley, always kidding. You know I met the little woman. Oh, go on with you, Sidney. <laughs> Let me look at you. Wonderful, great, the same little Peggy. Nothing has changed. Her name was changed. <laughs> Just remember that, Monahan. <laughs> Good old Riley, same old gruesome sense of humor. Wait a minute, who's this? Oh, this is our daughter, Babs. How do you do, Mr. Monaghan? Beautiful, beautiful, the image of your mother. And who's this little man? Uh, that's our boy, Junior. Yeah, hello, Mr. Monaghan. Ah, what a good-looking boy. The image of his mother. <laughs> 
Remember, Monahan, I got a 50% interest in those kids. <laughs> well, Riley, old pal, it sure was swell of you to invite me to stay here. Oh, that's okay, Monahan. When you run a house, you got to expect all sorts of visitors. One day it's ants, the next day it's locusts. Oh, now, just a minute, Riley. I ain't no locust. Well, you would be if you could rub your hind legs together. <laughs> You're a great little cook. Oh, go on, Sidney. <laughs> oh, here, Riley. Here's your plate, dear. Uh, well, what's this stuff here? Meatloaf. Meatloaf? Peg, you know I don't like meatloaf. Well, that's all there is. Well, hey, what's in that dish there? Uh, uh, that, that's for Sidney. I had uh, half a chicken left. Chicken? Well, I, I like chicken. <laughs> no, you don't, Riley. Well, sure I do. I'm... Cr- <laughs> what? What are you kicking me for? Is it my fault I like chicken? Well, here's your chicken, Sidney. Oh, that's too much for me. Look, why don't you divide it up between Riley and me? Go on now, I insist. Well, all right. Here you are, Sidney. You take the wings. Thanks, Peggy. Here, Riley. This is for you. Thanks. Him, she gives the wings. Me, she gives the rudder. Junior. Hiya, Pop. Well, gee, you're home late tonight. Yeah, had to put in overtime. Where are you going, son? Down in the corner to get some cigars. Well, good. As long as you don't smoke cigarettes, that's... Cigars! I forbid you to smoke. Well, Pop, they're not for me. Hmm? Oh, oh. Oh, well, that's real thoughtful of you, son, but I've got cigars. Oh, well, these aren't for you. They're for Sydney. Oh. Where's your sister? Well, she went downtown to get some wool. She's knitting a sweater for Sydney. Oh. Well, I'll see you later, Pop. Sydney, Sydney. That's all I've been hearing for a week. Everybody's doing things for Sydney. Peg, where are you? I'm in here with Sydney in the living room, dear. I've got to get rid of that guy. Oh, hello, dear. Sit down, Riley. Sit down. Make yourself at home. <laughs> Thanks, Monahan. Oh, my, you look awful tired, dear. Yeah, Riley, pick out a comfortable chair and fly. I already picked one out, but you're sitting in it. <laughs> oh, Riley, guess what Sidney and I have been playing? Playing? Playing what? Pinochle. Sit down and join us. Uh, no. Uh, uh, thanks, I, I don't feel like playing. Oh, my, you sound sleepy. <sighs> yeah, I'm sleepy. Well, it's time to hit the hay. Uh-huh, too early for me. I'll sit up a while. Okay, good night. Come on, Peg. Oh, I think I'll sit up a while, too. <laughs> I ain't sleepy. <laughs> well, go on, play pinochle, and, and deal me in. Oh, good morning, Waldo. How are you? Oh, my sagging sacroiliac. Well, what's the matter? Trouble with the little woman again? 
little woman. Mr. Riley, if you're referring to my wife, there's enough there to make three little women. (laughs) Three little women, yeah. You're right, she's pretty hefty. Oh, you have no idea what it's like to be outnumbered by your wife? She has such a violent temper. My friend Rudolph came to the house and asked me to shoot pool with him. My wife almost murdered him. Yeah, what did she throw at him this time? Me. (laughs) Well, listen, Waldo, I got my own troubles. Yes, I know. You mean that Mr. Monaghan who moved in on you? Yeah. I don't like that man. Shifty-eyed and deceitful. Frankly, I don't trust him. Yeah, you don't trust him. For seven days, that sneak has been telling Peg how beautiful and young she looks. And she loves it. Oh, it's the old, old story. A bored wife, old flame moves in, husband gets burned. <laughs> Waldo. Waldo, you don't, you don't think that my peg would ever stop loving me? Oh, no, no, no. Not yet. But I hope for your sake that Monaghan leaves soon. Yeah, well, he's going to leave very soon. I'm going right in there and throw him out now. Uh, oh, no, no, no. That would be fatal. It would only make a martyr out of him. And women love martyrs. They do, huh? Yeah. Well, maybe I ought to become a martyr. I'll, I'll let him throw me out. No, 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 that's no good. I'm all mixed up. What am I going to do, Waldo? Well, you must woo your wife all over again. Recapture the romance of your youth. You must make love to her. Well, yeah, but I've been married 18 years. I'm out of practice. Well, you've just got to force yourself. Now, start off by sending her flowers every day. Call her endearing names, put your arm around her, and then... Okay, Waldo, I can take it from there. Yes, sir, I'll do it. During the day, I'm Riley the Riveter. But starting tonight, I'm Riley the Romeo. Call you sweetheart, I'm in love with you. Oh, that Monaghan. When I turn my charm on Peg, he's a dead pigeon. <laughs> Mr. Riley. Uh, oh, oh, hello, Waldo. I just saw the messenger deliver your flowers. Oh, they're here. Uh, good. I sent a card with him. To the most beautiful girl in the world. From the sweetest man. <laughs> Cute, huh? <laughs> oh, that's perfect. My, my, Mr. Riley. You're all slicked up. Yeah. Haircut, shave. Mmm, something smells. That's me. I bought some shaving lotion. Well, isn't it a little strong? Well, yeah, I, I think so. I put some on my cheeks and my teeth got numb. Well, I'm all ready for the love stuff. So long, Waldo. Here I go. Hello. Sweetheart! Sweetheart! Who is it? (laughs) Who is it? Oh, oh, it's you, Riley. Oh, you remember me. (laughs) Oh, I'm glad you're home. You are, Dumpling? Look at these beautiful flowers that just came. Do you like them, Dumpling? Oh, they're lovely. Yeah, and expensive. I know. And this card, to the most beautiful girl in the world, from the sweetest man. Cute, huh? Oh, yes. Wasn't it darling of Sydney to send them? 
Craig. Sidney didn't send them. I sent them. You? You sent me flowers? Riley, what have you been up to? It's a losing fight. You're leaving tonight, Sidney? Mm-hmm. This telegram I just got says i got to be in San Francisco tomorrow. Well, we'll all come down to the station and see y'all. Say, that'd be swell. And look, I'd like to buy Riley a little something to make up for all the bother I've been. Oh, you're staying here. Didn't bother Riley a bit. Oh, I know. He's such a sweet guy. Could have used some nice luggage. Well, yes. Okay, that's it. I'll find some leather good shop and get him a suitcase. Oh, Sidney, while you're there, would you do me a favor? Mm-hmm. Riley's been wanting a picture of me for a long time, and I finally had one made... Would you pick up a nice leather frame for it? Sure thing. Here it is. Oh, beautiful picture. I'll put it in my pocket here so I won't forget it. Thanks. Riley will certainly be surprised when he sees it. All right, Mr. Riley. The coast is clear. Now let's duck into Monaghan's room. Waldo. I still think I ought to throw that Monaghan out of this house. No, 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 no. Now, making a scandal would be fatal. But leaving this threatening note is a much better idea. Yeah, maybe you're right. Let me see it again. Monaghan, you've got one hour to get out of town or else. Yeah, this will do it, Waldo. This will get rid of him. Now, put it in his coat pocket. Yeah, where's his coat? Oh, there it is. It's over. Hanging on the chair. You, you slip the note in and I'll keep watch. All right. Okay? Uh, well, not yet. There seems to be something in his pocket. Huh? Oh, my. Well, what is it, Waldo? What'd you put behind your back? There? Nothing, nothing. You I... took something out. Let me see it. No, no, Mr. Riley. Now, oh, don't look now, at it. Now, you hand that please. over, Waldo. Well, well, here. Well, it's only a picture. It's... It's Peg. It's a picture of my Peg in his pocket. Now, now. I've don't... been begging her for a picture for years, and I never got one. Oh, it's... <laughs> it's dreadful. And that inscription. Where? To my first and only love, your peg. Oh, Waldo. What is it, Mr. Riley? Don't leave me. We'll hear the second act of The Life of Riley in a moment. Good news in shampoos is Prell, Procter & Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Yes, Prell's making shampoo news for two reasons. First, for a more radiant you, it's Prell. Because Prell leaves hair far more radiant than old-fashioned soap shampoos. Prell can't leave a dulling soap film. Just soft, smooth, radiant Prell-washed hair. Second... Prell removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes. Doctors' examinations proved it. So for hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, try... P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo, leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is in sight. Comes in a tube, handy too. P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Waldo, I just can't believe it. After 17 years of married life, I find out I'm only a runner-up. Oh, I don't understand it. 
I never thought that Mrs. Riley would be interested in another man. Well, I've been coming into your house for years, and she never even looks at me. Well, I can't really blame Peg. It's all my fault. Just before Sydney came, we had a big fight. She was saying I never take her out for a good time, and she's right. Look, Mr. Riley, isn't that Monahan coming up your front walk? That's the beast. He's carrying a suitcase, a new one. But he's got one already. What does he want with another one? Oh, my heavens. No, no, it can't be. What can't be? Oh, no, no, your wife would never do it. Do what? Do oh, what? not to such a fine man like you. No, she wouldn't. Wouldn't what? Wouldn't what? She wouldn't. No, I won't even think about All it. All right, then let me think about it. <laughs> well, the new suitcase. I thought maybe that she and Monaghan might be planning to run away. Run away? No. No, my peg wouldn't do that. She's loyal. She'd never run away. Not without taking me with her. I mean, I can't stand this. I'm going in there and find out once and for all from her own lips. Oh, that's a lovely suitcase, Sidney. You're a darling. Darling. Waldo, I'll tear him apart. It's a very roomy suitcase. Miss Park holds two suits, and there's still room for your things, too. Persons. You don't think Riley's caught on? Oh, no, not my husband. He never knows what's going on. <laughs> Waldo, am I hearing right? What time does the train leave, Sydney? Train? Waldo, it can't be. Nine o'clock, and we get into San Francisco in the morning. Waldo, it could be. Well, it's almost time to leave for the station. I'll get my coat. Waldo, it is. <laughs> I can't stand no more. Let's get out of here. Mr. Riley, where are you going? I don't know. But they're going to the station. You've got to stop them. Well, what do you want me to do? Derail the train? Go in there. No. No, I got my pride. If that's the way Peg wants it, it's okay with me. I won't stand in their way. I wish them both all the happiness in the world. And if they're miserable, it's okay with me, too. <laughs> I just can't believe it. Peg couldn't leave me. If she leaves me, I don't want to go on living. Everybody says it, but nobody means it. <laughs> Who said that? Peekaboo Riley. It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> oh, hello, Digger. Leading. You're looking fine. Very natural. What are you doing here in the park, Digger? Oh, I'm going to a donut dunking party at the UEPCASC. UEPCASC? The Undertakers, Embalmers, and Paul Bearers Coffee and Sinkers Club. <laughs> we have a slogan. Life is like a cup of coffee. You're good to the last drop. <laughs> Digger. I'm in awful trouble. My wife, Peg, she's running off with another man. Oh, no. And next month we would have been married 18 years. Congratulations. Oh, this is devastating news. But why should your dear spouse desert her devoted and dutiful hubby? I drove her to it. I neglected her. It's my fault she likes Monaghan. Those things happen sometimes. In my profession, we have a saying. The grass is always greener on the other fellow. Come, come, come. Cheer up. 
All is not lost. Oh, sure, it's easy to say cheer up. You never went through what I'm going through. On the contrary. During our first year of married life, my wife became smitten with one of my assistants. Yeah, what did you do? I said, see here, Hawkins. If you don't leave my wife alone, you'll stop being my employee and become my customer. (laughs) That nearly scared the life out of him. Oh, gee, Digger, you're lucky. Your marriage is wonderful, isn't it? Oh, yes. Complete connubial bliss. My wife, Lily Fern, offers me friendship, fondness, and felicity. And my father-in-law financed my business. I adore my father-in-law. He's so gay. (laughs) Digger, right now Peg and this guy are in the station. They're going to San Francisco. Then go to that station. Stop them. Fight for your love. Strike down this rotter. You're right. I'll lay him out. Can I help? I'm rather good at that sort of thing. (laughs) Well, this is my fight, Digger. Well, good luck, Riley. And remember, I'm with you to the end. Well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. San Francisco, leaving on track 16. Gate is now open. Well, I guess I'll have to get aboard, Peggy. Oh, I feel terrible that Riley isn't here to say goodbye. Well, don't forget to give him that suitcase for me with my best wishes. Oh, look, here comes Daddy. Is he over there? Oh, that's well. Oh, my, look at him run. See, Sidney, I told you he's fond of you. I'm in time. Thank heavens. Riley, what's the matter? Monaghan! Get away from my wife before you break every bone in my body. What's eating you, Riley? Daddy, what's wrong? Babs, Junior, what are you doing here? They came with us, of course. He's taken the kids, too. (laughs) For 16 years, I fed and clothed them. Now that they're old enough to work, he's going to get them. Riley, have you lost your senses? Monaghan, you asked for it. Put him up, you wife stealer. Riley, what are you talking about? I'm coming at you. Take that. Sydney, pick Riley up. I'm sorry, Peggy. He ran into my fist. Break up my home, will you? Run away with my wife, huh? Won't even leave me my kids. What? But Riley, you think Sydney and I are... Oh, oh, Sydney... Well, I'll be up. They're all against me. Oh, oh, oh. oh, listen, you poor darling. We just came down to the station to see Sydney off. What? No, no, I don't believe it. What about that new suitcase? Holy smoke, I bought that for you, Riley. Well, uh, well, what about that picture I found in his pocket? That was for you, too. I only gave it to Sidney to have it framed. You mean... You mean you ain't running away? No, dear. I'm staying with you. What a revolting development this is. (laughs) Riley's will be back in just a moment. In the meantime, here's Riley as William Bendix. Save that life! 
Save that life! Hey, Bill. Bill Bandage, what's going on? What is it? Whose life? Whose life? Everybody's life. Life Magazine's May 17th issue, that is. It's got a special Prell coupon worth 10 cents. Oh, I see. Yeah, I, I just wanted to make sure that all the folks hang on to last week's issue of Life until they've clipped that coupon. Because it's worth 10 cents at their dealers on the purchase of any size tube of Prell shampoo. That's right, folks. Don't throw away last week's issue of Life Magazine until you've clipped the Prell coupon. Take it to your regular shampoo dealer, get your favorite size tube of Prell, the large, medium, or personal size... For ten cents less than its usual price. Remember, folks, that's the May 17th issue, last week's copy of Life magazine. Clip your coupon, get your prell. Then you forgive me, Peg, for, for acting the way I did? Oh, of course I do, dear. But you know Sidney Monaghan means nothing to me. Yeah, well, I, I ain't always as bright as I should be. <laughs> You're certainly not. Thanks, Dublin. And you know what? Tonight, I'm taking you out. Oh, wonderful. Oh, okay, then let's go. Hey, uh, where's my good suit, the one with the herring bones? Oh, oh, I knew there was something I forgot to tell you. Sidney borrowed it. He needed it for his trip to San Francisco. Oh, I see. I thought it was very forward of him, but I I just didn't know how to refuse. Oh, well, that's okay, Dublin. This should prove how lucky you are that I accepted your proposal of marriage. What? Well, sure. Suppose instead of me, you'd have married Sidney Monaghan. Today, he'd be your husband. And if I wasn't around to lend him my suit, your husband would be running around San Francisco in his underwear. Uh, Oh, you're a lucky woman. invite you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The script is by Alan Lipscott and Reuben Chip. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger Odell is John Brown. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker. And remember, for radiantly clean, lovely hair, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L Prowl Shampoo. In the factory, on the farm, in the home. Hey, Mom, where's the lava soap? Yes, no matter what you do, you need L-A-V-A, lava soap, to get dirty hands really clean because lava gets the dirt ordinary wash-ups miss. In every inch of lava's snowy lather, 50,000 tiny scrubbers remove the deep dirt from skin crevices between fingers around fingernails. With lava... Hand soiled by machine oil, grease, or grime comes sparkling clean in 30 to 50 seconds. Mothers know lava is wonderful for cleaning children's grimy knees, hands, elbows. And housewives everywhere are discovering the magic of lava. As Mrs. Rose Holzapple of Anthony, West Virginia says, After the day's housework, I always use lava soap. It cleans my hands so quickly, leaves them feeling so nice. And lava is amazingly gentle, too. So get the soap that gets the dirt. Get lava soap. This is Ken Niles reminding you to listen again next week when Prell brings you The Life of Riley. And I'll stay tuned for Truth or Consequences. Good night. (laughs) 
This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Come back next Friday for the next episode of The Life of Riley and check in on Monday for the next installment of The Aldrich Family. Until next time, in the words of King Solomon from the book of Proverbs, A merry heart does good like a medicine.